Chapter 1. Late September, Thursday evening. Deborah unrolled the bolt of fabric, a fall calico print of small pumpkins intermingled with leaves and cornstalks. It wasn't something she would purchase. Amish only quilted with solid colors, but she could certainly see why it was a hot seller tonight. Four yards? she asked. The woman from Chicago tapped her manicured nail against her lips, both painted a dark rose. I'm not sure. Nancy, what do you think, three or four yards? Nancy Gerald wound her way through the crowd gathered in Callie's shop. Though Nancy was also from Chicago and definitely clung to her big city ways, Deborah felt closer to her since she and Callie had visited the museum last month. God indeed worked in surprising ways. She never would have imagined that quilts owned by herself, Melinda, and Esther would be exhibited in the textile rooms of the Chicago Museum of Arts. At first, the bishop had decided it would be prideful to do so. Upon hearing that, Callie had asked to meet with him personally and argued that considering the women's work too good for others to see was more akin to pride. The humble thing to do would be to allow Nancy Gerald to show the quilts, it was a backward sort of logic, but it worked. As a result, the quilts had sold at a high price, money that helped Deborah and her frighten, and Deborah had grown closer to the woman standing in front of her. She wouldn't call it friendship exactly, it wasn't that strong, but definitely closer than mere acquaintances. Nancy smiled and nodded toward Deborah. Tell her what you're making. She'll know how much you need. Deborah's the one who sewed the quilt you purchased, she and her friends. The woman's eyes widened and her hand flew to her neck, fingers resting on the diamond necklace around her throat. You're the one who stitched the diamond pattern masterpiece that Nancy showcased a month ago? Oh, my. I was hoping I would have the chance to meet you, but I had no idea you'd be working in a shop. Your quilt was exquisite. I had a special frame made and hung it on the wall in my family room. Deborah smiled politely, though the thought of her quilt, their quilt, hanging on a wall made her a tad uncomfortable. Quilts were for warmth. They belonged on beds to give comfort, not on walls to be gawked at. She thanked the woman and turned the conversation back to her purchase, even as her eyes caught sight of Melinda and her oldest boy, helping Lydia out at the register. Matt had turned 11 this year, the same age as Deborah's oldest child, Martha. The Fall Crafters Fair, or Fall Festival as old-timers called it, had begun a few hours earlier. It was Shipshawana's largest festival of the year. Tonight was a warm-up of sorts, and the reason Callie had extended her hours. Normally, stores in Shipsha closed their doors and tucked in the welcome mat at 6 p.m. sharp, but for festivals, hours were extended. If the number of people in the shop was any indication of the crowds they would encounter, they were in for a record-setting weekend. Who would have thought quilting could be such a profitable business? Yet it had become one for her and her friends. God had answered their prayers and had provided for their needs. He'd brought Callie with her energy and inventive methods for attracting customers, and he'd blessed Deborah, Melinda, and Esther with the gift of piecing quilts in unique ways. It brought the money they all needed. Deborah's gaze fell on Aaron, Melinda's middle child, who was waiting near the door in his wheelchair.
and she breathed a quick prayer of gratitude. The money earned from the quilts they'd sold in Chicago had helped pay for testing Dr. Bernie insisted Aaron needed. Aaron had been diagnosed with chicken breast disease when he was very young. It was a muscular disorder among the Amish. Children with chicken breast disease lacked a structural protein, and most eventually became too weak to breathe. The great majority didn't live past the age of two. Doc Burney called Aaron a miracle child. The woman Deborah was helping thanked her for the fabric and murmured again about how much she loved the diamond-patterned quilt she'd purchased. Who was Deborah to criticize how the quilts were used? So what if this woman enjoyed displaying them on a wall rather than huddling under them on a cold winter night? It wasn't for her to judge.